Hey everybody. Hello. Welcome back to Date Night at the Coffee Shop. You're Sam. You're Bart. And we are glad you guys decided to join us this evening. Mm -hmm. um, this one is going to be a little, probably a little short. Yeah. Um, this was kind of a, a last minute topic. Um, yeah, so this one was kind of, kind of a last minute uh, thing that we decided to do. Yeah. Um, we're kind of driving around thinking, uh, we need to record tonight, but what are we going to talk about? Yeah. Um, so Sorry. we'll, we'll, off the cuff. Yeah, definitely off the cuff. So we'll, we'll get into that in a little while. Um, but this we're is just rolling with it. We are just rolling with it. Um, but I think it's going to be pretty good. Uh, I'm excited to have another episode. Know, to talk to you guys um yeah it has we took last week off so and then the week before that too it's been two weeks uh we did the week before that i think uh, well but I, I think we did the week before that was we took a break yeah i'm like it's, i was sick theo was sick yeah were sick these last these last <laughs> few weeks have been a little eventful yeah um so but we'll we'll get into that um let's talk about our coffee first um mm -hmm. So this evening we have a coffee from Caribou Coffee. Um, this is one I've, I've seen it in the stores a lot, but I've never actually had it before. Um, I see it at Target all the time. Yeah. Um, this one is the Caribou Blend. It's a medium roast. Um, so I guess it's like their, I guess their classic or standard one. It's yeah. a smooth and classic coffee. Um, it doesn't really. See if it gives any kind of tasting notes on it. Um, the back of it says the world's top one percent of coffee beans. I don't, I don't really know what that means. If, hmm. if this is, is supposed, it just it's just got a little tag, like this little mm -hmm. blurb on here. It just says the world's top one percent of coffee beans. I guess it's supposed to be this one. That seems a little bold That's of a statement. Um, let's see, guaranteed freshness. If this coffee is not exceptionally fresh and enjoyable, we'll gladly replace it. CaribouCoffee.com slash contact us. Um, so, I mean, as far as information on this specific coffee, it's a little, it's a little scant on information. Um, Sometimes that's the best kind, though. That's true. Just let, let you the do side your own assessment. here. It says, uh, life is short. Stay awake for it. Fueling adventure since 1992. Coffee isn't just our business, it's our unrelenting passion. We love to roast it, brew it, smell it, and, duh, drink it. But most of all, we love how it brings people together and inspires adventure, big and small. Um, let's see, anything else on here? Rainforest Alliance Certified, 100%. Uh, I've never heard of that, but that sounds pretty cool. So I guess it's... It protects the rainforest. Yeah, that's cool. Handcrafted, roasted in... Uh, MN Minnesota, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. 100% Arabica Minnesota. coffee, small batch roasting, certified kosher. Oh, well, that's cool. Well, that's cool. Um, all right. So, yeah, this is a medium roast by Caribou Coffee. We'll go ahead and take our sip here. Yeah. Let me have some sniffs. It definitely it, smells a little bit. It smells, I mean, it smells good. It, it just kind of. Yeah, it is a yeah. medium roast for sure. Yeah. Um, it smells good. It just kind of smells like just a. Uh, just a standard cup yeah. of coffee like you'd almost kind of like you would think to smell in a camp campsite or something yeah. like that you know yeah 
I'm going to go ahead and have, have a sip. Oh, that's nice. That's that like, is nice. That's got like a nostalgic taste to it, you know? Yeah. And a lot of it's probably, I guess, the imagery from the bag. It's got like these, um, it's got like some white and blue coloring on here, but it's just got like some, some, um, you know, it depicts like some little hills and trees and like a, I guess this is a, a caribou, I guess. Yeah. Uh, on there. So it just kind of makes me think of like camping. Yeah. Um, like you're at a campsite or a campground or something like that. But yeah, this is definitely nostalgic coffee. Like this is what like your mom or dad's coffee would smell like, you know, on Saturday morning whenever you would wake up or I mean, depending on if you woke up before them or not. But you know what I mean? Like just yeah. a good sturdy Yeah, this is like a coffee that just makes you wanna get up and go enjoy the day. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm trying to see if I can depict any notes and uh, tasting notes from it. My sense of taste and like smell is still a little like wonky from my sinus infection so I get like some toffee um yeah like some toffee kind of sweet. it's definitely notes. greener because it's medium it's I don't, definitely... to me it's not that it's not really that that green you know as far as um like most medium roasts um to me it's, it's almost more like a dark roast See, I'm getting, again, I'm getting, I'm getting the other end of the spectrum, but it's good. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. Really good. Yeah, so that is Caribou Coffee, the Caribou Blend. We'll need to try some more of their blends here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go check it out. I think this one, I'm pretty sure I got this one from Target. Yeah. But you can find, I'm pretty sure they have it at Walmart, Kroger, pretty much anywhere. You get your coffee. In your big box stores where you can get coffee. Yeah. They've got it there. So we'll go ahead and move on uh, to our episode. Um, so just kind of some updates and stuff. How, How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm good. How's your week been? It's been interesting, but good. Yeah? Yeah. The last like two to three weeks we've gotten like so much good news and it's just like, I don't know. It's just been really good. Like change is like on the horizon for us. and Yeah. For sure. It's yeah, just... it's, it's been an eventful couple of weeks or so. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I've am i got a new job going to a new company. So yeah. it's going to be some big changes around here. Yeah. I'm not going to be working solely from home. It'll be, I'll be in an office. I know. That would be really good. For the first time in like two and a half years yeah. or so. That would be really good for you, though. Like some people just do better with a commute, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think you're one of those people. I do kind of miss my drive time. Um, Getting yeah. to kind of prepare myself for the work day and then kind of decompress when you're on the way home. Yeah. I, I, I just think it's really nice. Also, I get to listen to the radio again. And that's cool. I know. Um, I do miss my, my radio and yeah. podcast and stuff. That's true. Um, so that's going to be nice. And it should be a lot less stressful than my last job. Yes. So I'm excited about yeah, that. Yeah, better work-life balance. It's just like a win-win all around. Yeah. Like, yeah, even yeah. though the transition for me is going to, like, be really hard. But, like, it's definitely worth it. Because I feel like, I mean, we've talked about this. Like, the time that you're here, you're going to be more present. Yeah. Because you know, work-life balance is better. So. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely hoping so, anyways. Absolutely. Um, we got a lot of stuff going on with the house. Oh, my um, gosh. A lot of projects yes. and stuff. We're um, 
got a lot of work done on the deck already. Yeah. Did all the railings and stuff. I think the last episode we were kind of still in the middle of that. Yeah. Yeah. So those are done. We finally got to do our... some stairs. Yeah. We got yeah we got our pavers to do our patio. Oh, I'm so excited about the patio. Yeah, it's oh. gonna be nice. Our outdoor space is gonna be so awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, and then, on our garden, we're gonna yes. be getting our garden ready. Yes. Um, our raised bed garden. So if you guys have any tips or tricks on uh, raised bed gardening, send those our way. We're new to the game here, so yeah. we're excited to try this out. Yeah. See if this is something that we want to. Really we're definitely get into. like I'm naming one of them like our salsa garden because it's gonna have like tomatoes and peppers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I definitely want to do like squash and broccoli. I feel like it's a little late to do broccoli right now though. Cause I think you know, like you need to start them from seeds or whatever. But anyways, like I'm mm -hmm. really, but I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Oh, so excited. It's gonna be fun. Mm -hmm. It'll be a learning experience and hopefully we can keep it going. And like, it can be something fun for Thea to do too and to learn some stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, once she gets a little bit, a little bit older. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's been most of most we, of our week. We um, went to Alabama. Oh yeah, we did. We went down to uh, see Your our family, family this mm -hmm. weekend. Well, uh, most of my family and then some of and yours. My sister, yeah, and you said Um, so that was that was fun. It was. Yeah, got out of got out of here for a few hours. It was really nice. Mm -hmm. Ooh, and then yesterday. So good. Was it yesterday or the day before where you did those burnt ends on the smoker? Oh, that was yesterday. Oh, those yeah, are pork so belly good. Ends. Yeah. So good. Trying out some new stuff here. So They're like, if cocktail weenies were like good. You don't like? Not really. What? Not really. Those things are good. No. Like, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of cocktail weenies. Hmm. Well, you're lost. Yeah. <laughs> but in any event, they're both really good. Yeah. Okay. Do but you... pork belly burn-ins are way better. Oh, do we want to talk about what, what just happened a few hours ago? Um, yeah. I, they didn't really tell me not to talk about it, so I don't guess there's really any harm in it. Yeah, like, maybe we should, like, keep the details sparse. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Um, so just witnessed an accident, really. Yeah. A, uh, Pretty rough one. Yeah. A, uh, I did see that they posted about it on Facebook, that, like, it's under investigation. Oh, really? Yeah, so maybe don't, like... Who posted it? The, the police department. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, so maybe don't, like, give your statement. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, we can talk about it. Anyways, it was... Yeah, so just kind of... We witnessed a, a vehicle accident, a motorcycle, and I a car. legit thought dude was dead. Yeah. I legit it, thought he was uh, dead. He was in rough shape. Yeah. Um, so motorcycle is just laying out in the middle of the road. Yeah. That Drove right by it and saw, <laughs> you know, pretty much saw it happen and then, um, saw a dude laying there. So we kind of pulled into a parking lot right there and got out and yeah, you ran over and checked on him, talked to the police. They're still investigating now. So like yeah. she said, we won't get into it too much, but it was definitely been a uh, an eventful afternoon yeah i think that's probably the worst accident i've ever like seen yeah yeah probably not you because you see accidents all the time and stuff like that but like in person for sure yeah in person that was like that's intense 
And I know that other lady who stopped probably thought he was dead too because she was like yelling. But that was a that was it was an like you said an eventful afternoon. Yep. So like because of that, like I can barely remember what I did yesterday. Like you know, it's just yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not really doing much since I uh, um, basically put in my two weeks notice from my old job, and now I don't start my other job for like three weeks, mm-hmm. but they basically just told me just... You, you can go on and go. Yeah, just yeah. just bye. Yeah, <laughs> which is nice because like... Yeah, it's cool. So I've got some downtime for yeah for a couple of weeks or so. Yeah. Um, nice can... little vacation to... Kind of unwind and you get ready do for all this those, new one. Uh, honeydews. Yeah, a lot of stuff around here need to be <laughs> need to get done. Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of the recap on what's been going on in our lives. No, are you ready for some questions? I am. Yeah, so let's go ahead and, and jump into uh, our therapy questions. Yeah. So what do we got here? Do you offer good advice? Do I offer good advice? Yes. I mean, I think so. I think so too. Yeah. I know I give good advice. Just nobody listens to me. Most people listen to mine, I think, too. Nobody um, listens to me because my delivery sucks. Oh, uh, that's true. My delivery is quite um, abrasive. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I think I give pretty good advice. I'm pretty, um, pretty insightful, I think, into most situations. Um I don't know if there are people listening here that have taken my advice and it didn't turn out so well. I guess let me know and I'll, <laughs> you know, tell you why you're wrong about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Okay, uh, next one. What This is an interesting way to phrase this for a therapy, like therapeutic mm-hmm. kind of thing. But it says, what bridges in your life do you need to burn ASAP? Huh. Hmm. And, like, you could get probably really deep with that. Like, you know, your your metaphorical bridges with yourself. Like, you know, like, I need to leave behind blah, 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 you know. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Um... See, here's the problem. I am definitely someone who goes scorched earth, but then I immediately regret it. I get, like, really intensely emotional about a certain thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, ah, this is a big deal. And then I'm like, oh, wait, let's calm down and actually think about yeah. this. And you think, oh, I guess I overreacted a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, like, I can't, I can't really... I don't think through it beforehand. Yeah. I can't really think of anything right now. Um, I guess other than, like, what I just did, like, moving... Employers, not that like my previous employers necessarily like bad. Yeah, not anything. that you it's necessarily just, need to like it burn was just, the bridge. It, yeah, it was yeah. just kind of didn't really work for me. Yeah. Um, so I needed to get out of there, and so I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's really the only thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have like a whole lot of. You don't really hold a vendetta, or like you don't really like. Stay well, not necessarily in. even that. Like I don't really. I mean, where we are, like, we kind of, like, just keep to ourselves. Like, we have our mm-hmm. own lives, so I don't really, like, have a lot of people that we're, like, deeply invested with that, like, would affect us negatively. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and we're really good at, like, 
Yeah, we're good. This is going to sound bad, but like, we're good at making friends. And mm-hmm. we have really great Yeah, I really have some great friends. But like anybody that is kind of a negative influence that would need to be burned, we kind of keep those types of people in relationships either at arm's length or just away anyways. Yeah. So there's yeah. not really anything that needs to be burned there. Yeah, like we're great. We're good at boundaries where that's concerned, where we're kind of like, no, like this this section of people. Yeah, that's something we, we have been really good at, at our boundaries, especially these last several years. Mm-hmm. Just for luck with our backgrounds, you and your psychology and socio- sociology backgrounds and like yeah. me with my psychology courses and anthropology and stuff like that. Like I've just been very adept at the, you know, psychology field. Yeah. We're just really good at maintaining our boundaries and realizing what we need for our mental health. Yeah. Yeah. And each other's mental health. Yeah. Um, so I, I would agree. say that's one of our one of our biggest strengths. Yeah. Like I definitely like because I tend to like feel things so intensely at the get go, like I can't make a decision immediately, you know? Yeah. Like I've got to like feel my feels and then I can like make a decision based on like actual fact rather than feeling you know Mm. so like when it comes to like boundaries or like relational things it's just like oh how dare they do this thing that really is upsetting and it's just like oh they were probably just having a bad day like let's let's take it down a notch kind of thing you know (laughs) yeah yeah Mm. all right so this kind of goes into that a little bit um would you rather have a life coach or a therapist hmm uh, I don't know. I would probably rather have, I don't know, that's kind of a tough question. Yeah. Probably a life coach. Mm-hmm. Um, why? It doesn't ask why, but I am curious why. Uh, just because, like, I feel like a life coach would help me, like, set goals for, like, the healthy things in my life that need to either change or need to do or keep progressing in or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I can kind of figure out the psychology behind a lot of either my good or bad habits or something like that. Yeah. 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 So I don't really feel like a therapist would necessarily be as beneficial as someone who's necessarily just there to kind of help me get the drive to do what I need to do. Right. Yeah, I'm definitely with you. Uh, my, I have a therapist, but she is a little bit more like a coach because she's more forward-driven than she is, like, digging into my past. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. So, like, I really do enjoy, like, the life like the, the life coach aspect of things because I definitely want to keep moving forward, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, I think therapy is super beneficial, and I've done, like, traditional therapy, and it was incredibly, incredibly helpful to, like, work through some past issues but now that I'm like not saying that all my past issues are fixed or anything like that but now that I've kind of like worked through a lot of like the deep dark stuff I really want to move forward and so like a coach would be better for that yeah you know so yeah I'm definitely in the coach and I am a coach so yeah that, you know, that kind of helps with that, too. Okay. Another one? Yeah, last one. Oh, this is weird. Um, when does your father's voice haunt you? When does my father's voice haunt me? Um, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily say that it haunts me, but I do, like, there's a lot of times when I'm just, like, 
think of like something that he say kind of comes back to me or something that he's said um, mostly just about you know things like you know if it's worth doing it's it. worth doing right I knew it I knew um, that was going to be what you said uh, I'm trying to think of some other stuff nothing really like jumps out of my but there's like all the times I'll be doing something and you know just think of something that he has said yeah. regarding it but nothing really that, like haunting that I'm just yeah. like oh that just eats at me or something like that you know yeah hmm. I'm but that one's probably the biggest thing that anything worth doing is worth doing right yeah yeah right the first time yeah mm-hmm. yeah for sure I don't know like I can't really think of yeah like the haunt part of it is just like I mean he's not dead so like <laughs> that's kind of a weird way to put it but I think like we were talking about this a little bit the other day about how um whenever I get um like mainstream whenever like something becomes mainstream like yeah. uh housing stuff like different like styles I don't like it anymore mm, yeah yeah I don't like it whenever something is is mainstream and like my father is like a purist to a fault like he's like he likes to do things like the original way all this kind of stuff but also he's very much like against the grain yeah and I, de- I, I get that from him a lot where it's just like I want to do something different and I want to stand out and I want yeah definitely want to be different yeah for yeah. sure your dad is definitely uh, he he is a hipster yeah he was a hipster before it was cool yeah he really yeah that's so accurate and so whenever I do something that is a little bit would that would probably be like considered quirky or weird or whatever like I definitely think of him a lot so like it's not anything that like he's has said or anything like that but I always just think of like like for example this com- this comes to mind this instant com- instance comes to mind I remember we went clothes shopping for like high school or whatever and I am to a fault a t-shirt and jeans person mm-hmm. that's what I like wearing t-shirt and jeans t-shirt and jeans and he we were shopping and he was like why don't you you know what about something like this you know like let's let's get you something different to help you stand out and I did really like the like the blouse that that he picked out and stuff like that but that situation always kind of like sticks out into my in my mind whenever I do something different I'm just like yeah like I want to do something different I want to stand out kind of thing even though like I am a t-shirt and jeans person to a fault like (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so things like that where like I used to really like modern farmhouse stuff and I think there are a lot of elements of it that are still really nice, but like now that everybody's done it and like it's everywhere, I'm just like, no, I don't like that anymore. Yeah. No, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> it's too much like every other house. No. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's the big thing. Whenever we were buying houses, I was like, it cannot look like every single house, other house on the block. That is like, I just, I can't do it. And I can't do those neighborhoods where the houses look exactly the same. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. It has to have something different about it. Something. I don't care what it is. Well, that's the time they're different colors. That's not enough. That's not <laughs> enough. That is not enough. Like, it's got to have, like, some unique feature. And, like, ours was, like, the deck. It's not, like, super unique or different, but, like, the deck. Well, in our neighborhood, none of the houses really look that much alike. The one other, next door looks, well, looks yeah, kind of similar. The, 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 what, literally, the only other one is the one next door. Yeah. But none of the other houses on our street look like ours. Yeah. 
Yeah. But yeah, that was... Because these two were built at the same time. I'm pretty sure probably by the same... Same people, yeah. Yeah. But that was like... like the same kind of floor plan. But they're literally the only two houses that are like this. Yeah. Yeah. But that was a big thing when we were buying houses. I was like, it's got to be different. Like, it cannot look like every other house on the block. It can't. That and like a garage door on the front. I can't do it. I can't do it. So, yeah, I guess I get that for my dad. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I guess that's, like, what stands out to me the most. Yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and, and move on. Do we have any other updates or any other talking, any topics or anything we want to talk about before we move into our main topic? Nope. Okay. I have to say, this topic is right up my alley. It is. It is for sure. So, our topic for this evening, we're going to be talking about bowling. Um, so, I know you guys are probably super excited about that. I love bowling. I do too, actually. Um, yeah, but you're not great at it. I'm good at bowling. Mm, you always, like, you always hurt your shoulder whenever you go bowling. Okay, no, I don't always hurt my shoulder. Well, okay, then you always act like your shoulder's hurting to kind of, like... No, I'll it's my, my wrist. Oh. Oh. Usually after after a while, like my my wrist will usually start to get a little sore. But I think if I had like one of those braces like uh-huh. like dad. Uh-huh. Dad has a brace <clears throat> that he would use when he was bowling. I think if I had something like that it would probably help. So you're not good at bowling because of But also wrist. I think it's because I do have um well I do have not necessarily carpal tunnel, but there's like some kind of thing like before you get full on carpal tunnel, yeah, which I do have. Yeah, I have mommy thumb, which is kind of like carpal tunnel. Yeah, that's and that's why I have to use like a special mouse. Yeah, for work. Yeah, um, you have special eyes. You have special wrists. I do mostly I'm just like falling apart. So. <laughs> but no, I'm. I mean, I'm not like a pro bowler or anything, but I'm. I'm not bad. I'm decent. So, I love bowling. I'm not great at it. I'm definitely better at bowling than I am at mini golf. Yeah. Mini golf is, I'm convinced that mini golf is what you do in hell. I don't understand your aversion to mini golf. It's so fun. No, it is not. It is the quite, it is quite literally the most opposite thing of fun. Like I said, like that's like hell. What what's not fun about mini golf? Every, what what is fun about it? Everything everything's not fun. All of it. I just like playing. It's it's a game. Like it's challenging. There's like fun elements usually in mini golf with like whatever the decor or like the obstacles and you stuff. You can't like. hit it appropriately. What do you mean appropriately? Like it it's a ball that you hit with. The, we're getting off topic, but this is important. Maybe that is my hot take. Mini golf sucks. It's the worst thing on the planet. You can't hit it appropriately. Like if like I don't understand what what do you mean you can't hit it appropriately? Like you just can't hit it appropriately? Like no. what, you hit it too hard or something? Or no, what? like nobody can. Like I don't like golf anyways. Like golf is just like that I think that's it. Like I don't like golf anyways. Golf is dumb, right? Just in general. And then you make a miniaturized version of it and that just makes it even more stupid. I also don't understand your aversion to golf. I can't. It's it's the dumbest thing. Well, where in golf where you the point is to not get points. 
that what it's a game where you're like no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get any numbers what that doesn't make sense that doesn't make sense the the point of the game is to not get points okay so the point of the game is to get, get to the, the least hole, amount of points get to the hole in the shortest the, the least amount of strokes that you can get the least amount of points okay sure what kind of game is that golf yeah dumb <laughs> it's dumb and then you make it mini where you can't actually hit the ball in an appropriate like angle or all this kind of stuff and you add a bunch of obstacles and you add a stupid clown this is this is what they play in hell they play mini golf in hell i will not be convinced otherwise okay Okay, that's my hot take. Anyways, how did we get there? I don't know. Bowling. Talking about bowling. Yeah. How did we get there? Because you're saying that you're not bad at it. You're not. You're not great at bowling, but you're. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I don't how know, we got there. Worse at mini golf or something. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I'm I'm good at bowling for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do like it. We should do that more often. We should. I haven't been bowling in a while. I think the last time we went bowling was whenever my sister came to visit. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. I think I may have gone one other time with, oh, with my men's group. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like bowling a lot. Dad used to be in a bowling league. That's so cool. Um, on a bowling team. Yeah. He's got his own stuff. He's got like his own bowling ball and shoes and That's so cool. uh, brace and stuff. Yeah, and like a little a, a bag. I haven't seen it in a long time. I don't know if he's still got it or if he's gotten rid of it. Well, would you like to hear some striking facts about bowling? Sure. Okay. <clears throat> it is a sport that is as old as the written word. Really? So, according to the International Bowling Museum and Hall of Fame, a British anthropologist discovered in the 1930s Evidence of bowling items in an Egyptian grave. Evidence suggests that the bowling uh, that bowling dates back as far as 3200 BC. Wow. Um, so 3200 BC is around the same time that the first um, forms of written word were discovered on cuneiform tablets. Interesting. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yep. So, indoor bowling lanes made their debut in 1840 in New York City, and the first televised games appeared in 1950. I would watch televised bowling. That's something I, mean, I would watch. You could. It's on TV. Is it really? Yeah, sometimes it's on one of the ESPN channels. I would watch bowling. That's that's what I'm here for. I'm here for bowling. Um, so in the early 1900s, bowling balls were made of wood and then later heavy rubber. But then around 1960, uh, 1960, bowling ball manufacturers used uh, polyester resin for the first time. Polyester? Mm-hmm. That's what it says. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I just kind of figured they were made from stone. Yeah. Like in the early days or something. Yeah. I guess that makes sense, though. I guess stone... I mean, I guess to get like, a stone that big would be way too heavy to be. I guess in the OG days, then yeah, you know, because like in the in an Egyptian grave, like because I think let's see, because I have another thing. Um, 
Yeah, nine stone pieces and one stone ball were discovered in the tomb of an ancient uh, of an Egyptian child. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, and this is this is another fact about that. It says the goal of the game was to roll roll the stone ball at the other pieces while first rolling it through an archway. So it reminds me of croquet a little bit. Kinda. I never really got croquet. I don't really get it either, but but yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, um, that's definitely cool. I never realized it was Egyptian in origin. You know. So Japan is home to the largest bowling alley in the world. The Inazawa Grand Bowling Center has, guess how many lanes? Um, 75. No, 116. Dang. Yep. 116 lanes. Mm-hmm. That's got to that... be the loudest place in the world. Yeah, yeah. The loudest place in the world. That's got to be huge. Uh-huh. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so let's see. Let me pull up this other. According to the American Bowling Congress, more than 67 million people in the U.S. bowl for fun every year. 67 million. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that that's not that surprising. But that's a lot of people. Um, King Edward III banned bowling. The first written record of bowling is a ban by King Edward III in 1366. Edward enjoyed lawn bowling himself, but outlawed the game for his army and others who weren't well-to-do. He thought they were bowling uh, more than working, so he added a fee of uh, 100 pounds a day. Or a hundred pounds to play. Oh, okay. So he didn't ban it. He just started charging. He privatized it. it. Yeah. Well, that's bull. Yeah. Today, anyone can bowl, but it wasn't always that way. When the American Bowling Congress formed in 1895, it was classi- it classified bowling as a gentleman's sport. Women were not allowed to participate. But in 1917, they formed the National Women's Bowling Congress, so the sport could include females too. Okay, so I just want to take a second to address the fact of how pretentious it is that they call it the American Bowling Congress. Congress. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. Yeah. It Congress just means like a group of people. Yeah, that... but really, <laughs> the Bowling Congress. We're gonna Congress. We couldn't just call it the American Bowling Association. Because Congress is a verb, too, right? Uh, to Congress? I, I don't think so. I'm going to look that up afterwards. We'll look it up now. Look it up now? Yeah. Right. I'm pretty sure Congress is a verb as well. Is Congress a verb? Congress definition. A national legislative body, especially that of the U.S., the U.S. Congress, which meets at the Capitol in Washington, D.C., was established by the Constitution of 1787 as composed of the Senate and the House of Representatives. According to Word Hippo, yeah, to assemble together, to meet in a Congress. So it is a verb. It's a noun and a verb. The action of coming together, yep. Yeah. Hmm. I knew it. Okay, back to back to these striking facts about bowling. If you have I'm a moment to spare, you already used that one. 
There you go. There's another one. If you have a moment to spare. Um, so, um, the goal of the game is to knock down all 10 pins each frame. But, what are the rules? Um, you get two attempts per frame in each player. Okay. Uh, before we... Before we move on, mm -hmm. I just want to go back for a second to the discussion on the word Congress mm -hmm. and MiriamWebster.com, the definition of Congress. There's five different definitions, um, but 1A, the act or action of coming together and meeting. 1B, coitus. Oh. Yes. So. So. Coitus and Congress are synonyms. Huh. That is. That is probably the most interesting thing I've learned today. Yep. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Yep. Yeah. So, Congress coming to session is definitely takes on a new meaning. Yeah, it really does. Huh. That's <laughs> now I'm a little distracted. Like I don't really Hmm. Anyways. Alright. Moving on. Okay. So basically this is talking about like the bowling basics and stuff like that. Like each game consists of ten frames. If you bowl a strike in the tenth frame, you get to bowl two more frames to boost your score. If you throw a spare, you get to throw one more ball. Um, and also this funny thing says it's no attractive shoes are allowed while bowling. <laughs> um, this is, this will tell you how to pick the right ball for you. And it says, um, your bowling ball should weigh about 10% of your body weight. Huh? You want your ball to have some weight, but it shouldn't be so heavy that you can't toss it comfortably down the lane. I don't know that that's necessarily a, a good measurement to go by though. Because, like, I have zero upper body strength, and that would be, like, quite horrible. Like. Yeah, like me. I'm a pretty heavy guy. Yeah. But, like. But you also, like, I think it has to do with, like, I think it's a good, like, general rule. I think maybe for, for the average person, maybe. But, like, me, I'm, I'm like, 300 pounds. So, that'd be a 30-pound bowling ball. We should try it out the next time we go bowling. That would be insane. <laughs> Um, oh, oil on the lanes. So, do you ever notice that your ball feels oily? That's because of the oil used on the lanes. Oil was originally used to protect the lane surfaces, but today specific oil patterns affect how fast a bowler's ball travels, it spins, and hooks down the lane towards the pins. Wait, oil pattern? Mm-hmm. Huh. That's why I get so many gutter balls. Sure. But remember, I'm good at bowling. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Bowling centers have a machine that oils the lanes. Um, the machine can be programmed with specific patterns that it tell that tell it how much oil to put down where. Interesting. Oh, most bowling centers use recreational patterns that make it easier for average bowlers to play, but professional bowlers use oil patterns designed to make it more difficult to hit the pins. Interesting. That's really cool. Okay. 
A turkey is when you get three strikes in a row. Yeah. A six-pack is when you get six strikes in a row. And then a seven-bagger all the way up to an 11-bagger is whenever you get seven to, you know, 11 strikes in a row. Oh, those are a little unimaginative after know, turkey. Right? So... Well, what about four and five? This is... Oh, I don't know. Just four and five don't matter. Yeah. You get a turkey and then screw it. You don't get anything cool until you get six. Six pack. Yeah. So the pocket is the area where the ball needs to hit to get a strike. This is interesting. So wait, I mean, just like the front pin or like, is that? The pocket is between the one and two pins for left handers and between the one and three pins for right handers. Oh. Uh, the head pin is the pin that stands at the front and closest to the bowler, also known as the number one pin. And approach has two meanings in bowlings. It's the area right behind the foul line, and it's also when you're stepping towards the lane to release the ball. Approach. Yeah. Um, also, bowling etiquette, which you and I, but we know bowling etiquette. Basically, you don't bowl at the same, t- the same time as somebody next to you. Yeah. That's rude. Um, bowling burns calories. Well, I mean, everything burns calories. I know, like that's why they have base metabolic rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, this is also this is also why bowling is better than golf. Um, you burn about three hundred and twenty-six calories per hour when you bowl. Yeah, and how much? How many calories do you burn per hour when you golf? Two hundred forty-four. Really? Yeah, that's what this says. And where is this information coming from? It's come from HowStuffWorks.com. Okay. So, there you go. Um, <laughs> uh, basically, this one talks about the shoes and about how, like, um, they're never worn outside, so the clean soles protect the lanes and let you slide a little bit easier on your approach. So, um, Yeah. Let me see what else I've got. Those are my striking. I'm going to keep doing that. Striking bowling bags. Um, so let's see. Oh, yeah, here. This is what I wanted to talk about, too, about. Um, let's see if I can find it. About the, the lanes and how the machine, like the machines. Because they used to be set. The pins used to be set by hand. There yeah. used to be people behind the lanes that would like set the pins. Yeah. Um, which and, is crazy. I know, which is really nuts, especially if like they used to be made out of wood. Like, I mean, bowling balls are pretty heavy now, but like you could probably break fingers if you're not careful back there, you know? Um, oh, I can't find it now on this. Mm-hmm. It does say um, the sport of bowling is enjoyed by 95 million people in more than 90 countries worldwide. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Which I guess is not really that surprising. But it is interesting to me, like, how international it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, here it is. So, American Machine and Foundry Company, AMF, then... A maker of machinery for the bakery, tobacco, and apparel businesses purchased the patents to Godfrey Schmidt's automatic pin spotter, and by late 1952, production model pin spotters were introduced. And no longer did a rep- did a proprietor have to rely on pin boys. 
Mm. So, like, 1950, like, that seems a little bit later than I would have originally expected, and I don't know why. Well, I mean, it's a pretty complex piece of machinery, I would imagine. Yeah, that's true. I think, like, from, from what I remember about that Bones episode, episode, like, they just, like, fall into a thing, into, like, a, a rake that's yeah, for there, them. Yeah, well, there's like the, uh, you know, like the, the, the bumper thing that kind of rakes, rakes them back, them back in. in and there. I'm sure there's probably some kind of conveyor system that kind of lines them up, and puts them into position, and then. And then they like put them back down. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But it's just really interesting how, like, like just machines, man. It's just weird. Yeah, they're going to get us one day. Yeah, like, we need them. So badly, but yeah, those are those are my facts. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Yeah, bowling is uh, like my bread and cutter. Boo. Hey, that pun was gutter perfection. All right. All right. What? You, sir. Just all right. Are unforgettable. <laughs> you are incorrigible. What does that mean? Uh, I don't really. Not if you're gonna insult me, do it properly. <laughs> What's that from? That's from a I'm movie, not really isn't sure it? What that's from. Um. Not able to be corrected, improved, or reformed. Oh, well, that's very true. But I tell you what, you're going laces with an attitude like that. Laces? Nah, lame. Wow, that's rude. I'm not skidding around with you. (laughs) These are great. These are fantastic puns. You and your lack of appreciation for my comedic genius is a lane in my neck. These are terrible. They're not terrible. They're great. All right, moving on. Okay. Um, do you have a hot take? I think I already did my hot take, and that's the fact that golf in its regular, enlarged, and or mini form is terrible. Okay. It's almost as terrible as curling. So, first of all... I can stand curling, though. Like Curling, curling is okay. awesome. Like, okay, I don't really get it, but whatever. But golf is absolutely... Especially- you've never, like, experienced golf. You really have to, like, be out there. That's what everyone says. Well, then try it. No, I would rather not. I've done mini golf. I've done the mini- miniature version. Yeah, mini and, golf's not the same. Okay, well, here's the thing. According to everybody, it's like, oh, like, fun-sized, right? Like, they do that with candy bars. They do that with all kinds of stuff. Like, making it smaller and portable makes it better, right? That's, like, the big thing. I've tried the mini version. It's The mini version of the real thing is supposed to be better. It's not. It's hell. Why would the regular no, thing be any? Mi- miniature does not make something better just because they slap the word fun size on something doesn't mean it's better nobody thinks oh yeah 
a little tiny bite-sized Snickers bar is way better than a regular sized Snickers bar. Some Nobody says do. that. Some people do. Nobody thinks that. Somebody does. Nobody does. <laughs> Nobody thinks that. The companies do that so that you'll buy them because they make more money that way. Well, maybe like sometimes you just don't need a whole Snickers. Sometimes just a little bite-sized one is fine. But it's not better. Maybe it is. Maybe for some people it is. Anyways, we're we're no, losing the point. It's not. We're losing the point. The point is golf sucks. Golf doesn't suck. That is what my dad would put on the TV in order for us to like go to sleep. If you want to fall asleep, you watch golf on TV. That's just what you do. Mm, no. Not if you actually watch the game. The game of not getting points. The game of golf. The game of not getting points. Where, like, you're not yeah, supposed to score. Sure. sure. Yeah. Let's not score. Or only score once. And then if you score more than... And then what's this thing? A birdie? What's that? What is that? It's like a turkey. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And then an eagle. An eagle's a thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Do they have hawks? I don't understand. Like, <laughs> this doesn't make sense. <laughs> Okay. That's something that we disagree on. So we will just agree to disagree. What's your hot take? Uh, my hot take, I don't really have anything really good other than just like people need to watch what they're doing. Oh, yeah. 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 And like if you're driving... Just watch. Yeah. Also, for those of you that may not know, if you're ever turning left, you don't have the right of way. Correct. Unless you're turning with a left arrow. Correct. So, there's that. Also... Anytime ever, just, if you're turning left, you need to yield to every freaking body around. Yeah. And also, at the same time, like, this is just me because I'm an overly cautious person. Like, don't, don't risk it. Don't risk it. Like... If you're one of those people that's like, I can make it, maybe you can't. So just like, just maybe wait a second. Yeah. Just wait a second. And also motorcycles exist. <laughs> just remember that when you drive. Yeah. Because I think it's, I think there's like a statistic on it too about how like motorcycles are, like they get into accidents because like they're, like you can't see them as, they're not as visible as like a car. Yeah. And so, but yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely somebody who's just like, I wait for a signed invitation before I turn anywhere. Yeah, you do be waiting a long time. Yeah, I wait for like a, a signed invitation. And I know people behind me get mad, but I'm not about to cut somebody off. That's why, that's why I leave my house probably like 15 to 30 minutes before I actually need to leave. Because I, I drive like a grandma. <laughs> I drive incredibly slow. And, like, for example, for real, like, whenever we go down to Alabama, like, I we would get there in, like, four and a half hours. And it's really, like, a three-hour drive. <laughs> it's not a three-hour drive. Yes, Bart, it is. <laughs> but, yeah, that's a good hot take. Not in my experience. Yeah, well. And I'm not, like, the world's best driver. I'm not terrible, but I'm not, like, the world's best driver. You're mostly just not very confident. Yeah, well, people be crazy. This is true. 
Yeah. Doing all kinds of weird stuff. Well, like that dude I told you about. Whenever, like, he passed me on the shoulder. I was trying to turn. And he just passed me on the shoulder. Yeah. No, I'm going to turn first. It's not a turning lane. Everybody uses it as a turning lane because that's just what we do. But, like, yeah. Anywho. All right. I would like public transport. Transit. Yeah. I'd like public transit. Like a train. The tube. I would like to use that. Yeah. Yeah. I did like the tube. And like a complex bus system. Like London's got it figured out because their bus system and their tube system are running on like a very similar schedule. You know what I mean? And it's like, like the tube is great. And then like right at the entrances to the tube, you've got like a bus route. Like it's, it's all connected kind of thing. You know, Mm -hmm. we need that. What we really need is we need a commuter train from Chattanooga to Nashville and back. Yeah. That's what we need. And like Murfreesboro to Nashville kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. We need a commuter train. All Anyways. Right. So those are <laughs> topics for another day. Yeah. Um, man, I'm tired. <laughs> Me it's been too. A, it's been a busy few days here. So we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Uh, I appreciate you guys joining us this week. Um, it's been, you said, kind of off-the-cuff topic. Yeah. Um, but it was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, our coffee this week, again, was Caribou Coffee, their medium roast, the Caribou Blend. Uh, you can find it at Target, Walmart, Kroger, really most of your, your big box retailers that have coffee. Um, I appreciate you guys, again, for your support. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Apple Podcast, Google Play, Spotify, somewhere else. <laughs> Tune in. That's yeah. It. Good job. Um, and then you can always email us date night coffee shop at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at date night at the coffee shop. Um, hit us up, let us know, uh, you know, give us some coffee suggestions, some topic suggestions, um, anything you want to tell us about. Yeah. Um, other than that, just thanks guys. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.